You're listening to One Man and His Wilderness Podcast. On the show, we hope to not only give you a better understanding of how wilderness adventure shapes our belief and trust in Christ, but how it draws us into a deeper, more intimate relationship with Him. On the show, you'll hear from leaders who are utilizing wilderness adventure to make disciples of young people around the world. So sit back and enjoy the perspective of one man in his wilderness. All right, welcome to the show, guys. Um, yeah, so today it is actually like, I don't even know what time it is, it's like 10 o'clock. I'm in my basement, and um, over the last couple days... Uh, I'm in like a podcasting group on Facebook, the big uh, the podcasting movement, uh, and Christian podcasters, and um, no, I've just like I've been really encouraged by just some people on there that I've met and just talking, you know, and, and encouraging me to, you know, even though I don't feel like I have all this right gear to be podcasting, and just I don't have, um, you know, feeling like I don't have much to say. I've just had a lot of good encouragement from people in those groups. And so, yeah, I just want to, you know, I'm thankful for that. And so here I am, you know, kind of came up with another episode. And hopefully this can be a more frequent thing that uh, that I'm doing, a more consistent thing that I'm doing, um, is to get some, just to get some content out there to you guys, you know. I, what I, because the things that, uh, my experiences that I've had with uh, one of my topics, wilderness ministry and, uh, just discipleship and um, just my journey that I've been on, you know, I think it's important and I think that it's, um, I think that it can can help some people to really step into what it looks like to follow Christ in a, in a deeper way and in a, in a more impactful way uh, for their own faith. So that's, that's um, a little, just a little, uh, disclaimer there at the front or not a disclaimer but just a um little impromptu talk there at the front excuse me I had to get a drink there um so today's episode um you know we're gonna be talking about what exactly is wilderness ministry you've may have seen my description you know that this is what the, the my blog and my um, podcast and you know like this is this is what I'm about. I'm about wilderness. Um, some of you, you, some of you might be just thinking, you know, like, well, what exactly is he talking about? What is um, what is wilderness ministry? So that's what today's episode is going to be about. Kind of try to hopefully to answer that question for you guys um, as to what exactly is it. You know, I've had a lot of people before kind of be like, well, what do you, what do you do? You just, you know, you go outside and read the Bible to people. Uh, you, what do you, what do you do? Do you just, do you hike and then do like a little devotional? Um, it's, it's actually so much more than, um, than those few simple things that, that people tend to think that it is. Um, and it's by you know no fault of their own because wilderness ministry is is actually kind of a new thing. Um, experiential education in in itself is is relatively new. Um, you've got places like uh, Knowles and places like that have kind of capitalized on these things where they're teaching 
backcountry skills and wilderness skills, and um, which Knowles is a, is a super cool company, uh, and I love what they're doing. Um, I would love to be a part of and go out and do a Knowles course if I ever could. Um, it's just hard to do with three kids and a wife. They, they, I'm sure she would frown upon me being gone for you know, four months at a time. So, anyways. Um, but, you know, wilderness and, and, being in, and being outside and in the wilderness, man, there are so many lessons that can be learned just from the experience and the adventure of itself and so you know what what wilderness ministry isn't um, I guess I should start off by saying is wilderness ministry is not just something that people or churches or organizations uh, do once a month or it's not just like another small group it's not just like another um, course that you can do or another program that you can be involved in. Uh, you know, wilderness ministry, uh, and and I and I kind of hate that term, wilderness ministry, um, because there's this there's this notion of the word ministry that is automatically I think associated with programming, um, where wilderness ministry is really a way of life. Um, and, and we're going to get into kind of exactly you know what the Bible does say about the wilderness and why is it so important. You know who came up with it? Well, I'll, well, God, <laughs> God came up with it. Um, you know you can look through the Old Testament and through the New Testament. I mean, all throughout Scripture, wilderness is a is a huge and very prominent theme. All throughout it, all throughout Scripture, and God in the Old Testament frequently used the wilderness to shape His leaders. I mean, think about Moses, right? He was definitely shaped in the wilderness, right? After he, uh, after he killed the Egyptian uh, and then ran away to the desert for all those years, like he was, he was tending his father Jethro, father-in-law Jethro's flocks in the wilderness. Um, and that's where he encountered the burning bush um, and, and came up and, and God spoke to him. Like So a lot of times people think that the wilderness is in, in Scripture is just kind of by happenstance. That it's, well, you know, the, obviously it wasn't as, you know, the world wasn't as commercialized as we have it today or it wasn't as um, built up as we have it today. We didn't have all the cities. Now, yeah, to an extent that's true. But I mean, there were there were cities, there were ports. They they had everything that we have today, just without the modern conveniences. So, wilderness is a place that God chose to use to shape these leaders, such as Moses, such as David. If you think about David, you know David was a king of Israel. But before that, what was he doing? He was tending his father's flock out in the wilderness. And much of the psalms that he wrote were written because of his experience in the wilderness. Think of how many object lessons you see throughout the psalms and throughout Scripture altogether. You know, David just, you know, talking about how, 
wise men and people that trust in the Lord are like trees planted by the water. Well, you don't see trees planted by streams in cities. Those are out in the wilderness. You know, when he's looking at the stars and he's and he's saying, um, I forget what psalm it is, but he's when he's saying that, um, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. You know, you can't see numerous stars in the city. You have to get away. You know, nowadays we have to get away because there's light pollution, of course. Um, back then, you know, it might have been the same. I don't know if it was the same or not. But wilderness is a huge, huge theme and a huge place that God used to build, to shape, to mold those that he wanted to lead his people. Um, and I could sit here and go over example after example after example. I'm not going to do that because you can find those for yourself. Once you start kind of looking for them, you'll find them. Um, but, you know, wilderness is a place where we can actually go to learn who God is. And we can learn about His character. We can learn about Him. You know, that's why He created it to begin with. Creation is meant to point to the Creator. Um, and I want to give you some, some scripture here. If you go in and you look in, in Romans chapter 1... Uh, starting in verse 19, it says that since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. You see, God gave us creation. He gave us the trees, the stars, the planets, the animals, the, the flowers, the grass, the sky, the clouds. He gave us every single bit of that so that we might have a chance to know Him, so that we could clearly see His eternal power and His divine nature, so that we wouldn't have an excuse you know it's it's pretty prominent guys I mean it's it's pretty important and, and I know some of you are saying well I'm not an outdoorsy person like I don't why do I need to go to the wilderness you know it's it's not just for people who love the outdoors that can catch a glimpse of God or come to know him in a deeper manner it's for everybody and, it, and it's kind of cool because um, the wilderness has a way of kind of leveling the playing field. So it doesn't matter if you don't know who Jesus is. If you're, you know, maybe even, maybe you're asking questions. You're wondering about, you know, God and you're wondering like, what does this have to do? If you're just, if you're kind of being, you're seeking him or you're being drawn to him. Or if you are a flat out, 110% committed to following Christ. The wilderness is a place where you can go to experience God's goodness, God's grace, God's forgiveness. You can go there and see exactly who God is because that's what it was made for. 
Um, I'm going to give you a short story here. Um, you know, trials, when we go to wilderness, trials are, are inevitable. Because the wilderness, what it does is it takes us out of our comfort zone. For those, for those of us that love the outdoors, you know, it may not be as uncomfortable as somebody that has never been camping or never been backpacking or never climbed a mountain or been rafting or rock climbing or has never experienced any of those, you know, those those trials and, and stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, but it's still, we there are still lessons to be learned for all of us. You know, we like to call it the full spectrum of things, right? So there is um, a, sorry, I just got distracted. Anyways, my wife just walked in the room. <laughs> sorry. Um, but there is, I call it, you know, we call it full spectrum ministry is kind of what I, what I teach to people. Um, and full spectrum ministry encompasses those who don't know Jesus, those that are asking questions or being drawn towards Jesus, and those that are full on following Jesus. The wilderness has a way of reaching the full spectrum of people. Uh, and to to give you exa an example, um, probably oh gosh, it was probably two or three years ago. Uh, it might have been. I think it was about. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Three, three years ago. Anyways, I was leading a backpacking trip, uh, a six or seven day backpacking trip with, uh, I believe it was five teenage guys, five high school guys. And these were some of my students from the church where I was uh, a youth pastor at. And before any trip that I take, I always like to have each student and each guide write down their fears of the trip and their expectations. Um, so, you know, what are you fearful of that's going to happen on this trip? So, I mean, I've had answers that people have said, like, they're terrified that they're going to get eaten by a bear. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, or just from fears of just something as... Um, seemingly simple is just well not being able to physically accomplish the trip um well i had one student um and i'm not going to name the student just because uh he may not want me to share the story i, I don't know but i'm not going to name him but i'm going to tell you what happened um his fear for the trip was to be caught out in a thunderstorm or a lightning storm and so uh, me and my guide that were leading that trip, uh, I think it was the second night that we were out. And every night, uh, after all the students would get in their tents and, and go to bed, me and the guide, would we would pray for the students. We would just pray for uh, you know, the Lord to really work in their hearts or to reveal himself to them in some way. So we were praying for this particular student that night. Um, we were just like, you know, God, you know... Just reveal yourself to him in some way because, you know, this kid was, uh, he was a Boy Scout. And so, like, he, he was really familiar and really comfortable in the outdoors. Um, but we were really just praying and really just, like, asking the Lord to do something that would make, um, make himself real and make himself mighty in the eyes of this student. And so about, as soon as we, you know, as soon as we said amen... Uh, about 10 minutes later, we started hearing thunder and lightning. 
and we were like, oh man, like, please go around this. We do not want to get out because we were kind of on top of a ridge. Um, there was a lot of trees, but we were kind of on top of a ridge. Um, and so this student, his fear at the beginning of the trip um, was to be caught in a lightning storm. And so we're sitting there, and it's thundering, and it's getting closer, and it's starting to rain, and lightning is lighting up the tent. And so finally, you know, protocol says that if you're if you're backpacking or if you're caught in a lightning storm, um, if you can, get off the mountain. You know, that's just what you're supposed to do. But if you can't, you're supposed to spread out uh, 100 feet, and you're supposed to get into lightning pose. And lightning pose is like you put your heels together, you squat down, um, and you put your hands over your head, and your elbows should touch your knees. And that is supposedly keeps you grounded. So if lightning were to strike you or near you, then you're grounded, and it's not going to kill you. Um, I hope I don't ever have to test that theory, because that would suck. Um, but anyway, so we get all the students out of the tent, and we tell them, hey, you know, you're going to have to spread out. You know, 100 feet apart, and in this particular area that we were at, I mean, that's a it was a pretty good distance, and you couldn't see anybody. You were pretty much by yourself in lightning pose, and so I spread all the students out. I got in my in my position, and for 30 minutes we were in this lightning storm on top of this ridge, and we were, you know, I was sitting there. First of all, I was praying because. I didn't want any students to get killed and me have to talk to their parents about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know, right? I'm so I'm I'm so uh, sympathetic for them, right? Um, and and caring, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so I didn't like I, I'm sitting there just praying for the students and you know, um, just praying that you know they would get through it, that we would all get through it, and the Lord would keep everybody safe. So, you know, 30 minutes later, the storm kind of rolls off to, uh, to, our, uh, to our northeast. And I start walking back and gathering all the students back up. And uh, I, should, I should also mention that this student was, like, so terrified that, I mean, he was, like, he was almost, you know, succumbed to the point of tears uh, because he was so terrified of the storm when I was spreading them out. And so after the 30 minutes, you know, I came back and I had, I had just told him, you know, just, hey, you know, spend some time talking to God. God can get you through this. And when I went to gather all the students back up, he was much better. He was calm. He was cool. He was collected. And I was like, hey, man, like, you know, how you doing? How was that for you? And what he said, just like, man, oh, it, was, it blew me away because he was just like, you know, I was just trying to think of. Um, you know, Bible verses and trying to, you know, just trying to sing, you know, Christian songs or just trying to think of things that would give me comfort. Um, and, and he said, as I started thinking about all throughout Scripture, any time that there was a storm or a trial or some kind of event where people were freaked out, God always said that he would be with his people. And he said he would always get them through that. And he did, and he was faithful to that. And he said, I just had a peace come over me after that because I knew God was going to get us through this. And man, like, that moment, to stand out in a lightning storm for 30 minutes for this student 
to see and to experience and to feel how faithful God is to deliver his people from storms was worth every bit of standing in the rain and lightning for 30 minutes because I guarantee you this student will never forget that experience and he will never forget how faithful God was in that storm. So that is why wilderness is important. That is why wilderness ministry can grow your faith. And that's just one story. There are thousands of stories that people could could come and tell you about wilderness ministry. And I hope to be able to, to tell you and to share a lot of those stories with you because I know a lot of folks that uh, have been fortunate enough to experience God's moving in the wilderness. Um, and that's just one one small thing right there. So, you know, another reason that wilderness is important is because Jesus, uh, he, he models this. He models um, a rhythm of work and a rhythm of retreat. Uh, in Luke chapter 5, verse 16... It says that, um, it says, but Jesus often withdrew to wilderness places and prayed. You know, Jesus modeled this healthy rhythm of work and retreat, where he would be preaching, teaching, healing in the cities, and then he would retreat to a wilderness place to spend time in prayer, perspective, solitude seeking his father's guidance for where he would go afterwards. And then immediately he would go right back into the cities and begin preaching, teaching, healing. He modeled this frequently. Sometimes he was by himself, and sometimes he took his disciples. So we know that we have to find a healthy rhythm ourselves. In in a world that is so fast-paced and full of... Um, you know, everybody saying that, oh, you know, there's time to sleep when you're dead, or it's got to be hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, I'm a, I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur myself. Uh, and so there's a guy that I listen to a lot. Um, his name is Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. And Gary V is all about telling people to hustle, hustle, hustle. And it's a great aspect. It's a great uh, thought to have. But there is a point where you hustle so, so much. If that's all you do and you're not building margin into your life, then you're going to burn out and you are not going to accomplish what it is that God has, has called you to do. Whether that's in the business world, the ministry world, or, uh, or, or just wherever that is. So we have to build rest into our schedule. You know, it's it's something that is what what I like to say. Wilderness is not an accessory; it's a necessity. To build it into your schedule, to to go out and you know whether it's you go out once a month and you do an overnight trip where you go and camp, or whether it's something on a weekly basis to where you can go and fish. You know, I love fly fishing. So that's something that's pretty easy for me to be able to get away and do for a couple hours is fly fish. And so, you know, what is your wilderness? 
and I don't mean that in the context of you going in the backyard. Like there, when we look at wilderness through Scripture, it's desolate places where people are not away from the cities, away from popul, you know, populated places. It is a desolate place. So, how are you guys building that into your schedule? How are you finding a wilderness place to go to? And it doesn't have to be seven days at a time. Now, you know, once a year, I try to do that. I try to do a big, long, extended trip in the woods because um, that's what I need. That is part of my rhythm and me developing my rhythm. Um, so you got to find that out for yourselves. And I promise you that if you can begin to build a regular rhythm of work and retreat, that you're going to begin to see... You're gonna be, you're gonna begin to see God start shaping you. And he's gonna shape your family, and he's gonna shape your kids and your wife. And um, when you come back with a refreshed perspective on life and a refreshed and renewed spirit of rest, then you're gonna you're gonna begin to have more to give. Because when we just are running on empty and we give, 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 and we're not being replenished, then you're going to burn out and you're going to dry up and you're not going to be able to, to walk in a, in a manner worthy of the calling that God has given you. One of the first things that God does in the very beginning in the book of Genesis is after he six days he creates and he works is he says the seventh day he sets it aside for rest. And he made it a holy day. It's the first thing we ever see God make and designate as holy was a day of rest. So how are you doing that? How are you incorporating that into your everyday lives? Guys, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, it's something near and dear to my heart, and I can talk about it for hours upon hours, uh, but I will spare that. I will spare you that um, today. Um, so guys, if you can, if you if you enjoyed this episode, hey, shoot me an email. Um, shoot me any kind of comments you might have. Leave me some comments right there uh, on my webpage. Um, I, would, I would love to hear from you. Um, if you have experience in the wilderness... Um, and if you have, you know, if what I've said has somehow reminded you of some experiences you've had, let me know. I would love to talk to you about those. Love to get your, uh, your story out there uh, and share it with the world. So, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in and listening. And uh, next week, uh, or with the next episode, it may not be next week, um, but um, the next episode, man, man tune in. Uh, we'll probably be... Uh, either talking about kind of the theology behind creation, or we might be talking about what does uh, what does this look like in a church, uh, in the church world, and how do we incorporate this as a into our churches into a more of a regular thing that we see people do. I don't know, and we'll see. Hey, we'll see if uh, if you guys have any topics you want to discuss. Hey, drop me an email. We'd love to talk about them. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye bye.
Thanks for listening to today's show, everybody. There's three things you can do if you enjoy the show. Number one, subscribe. We don't want you to miss any shows that we put out, and that's the easiest way to do so. Number two, leave us a review on the podcasting platform in which you're listening to this on. It just helps give us some feedback as to what you like about the show and helps others as well. And the third thing, share. Because you never know who needs to hear the perspective of one man in his wilderness.